What's up, everything? It's our 200th episode, sort of, and we've got a lot of sentimental reflecting to do. Just kidding. In true NHL fashion, we won't acknowledge anything's happening until it's our 1,000th episode. Doug Armstrong gives us a silver stick and begs us to retire. Besides, if we focused on what episode number it is, we'd be distracted from focusing on the real hero of today, Nathan Walker. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get started, and let's go Blues. Crikey! Welcome back, everyone. That's the last one. I promise. And welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Thursday, December 9th, and we are coming to you live on the day of Nathan Walker's glory. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and Nathan Walker shall rejoice and be glad in it. Shout out to all you fellow Sunday school kids out there. Ian, uh, apart from watching an incredible and surprising and so oh so unexpected win by the Blues tonight, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I was trying to think. Wow, of you know I brought a lot of <laughs> I brought a lot of energy. <laughs> I really killed it. I'm doing it. I was trying to think of something Australian to say. I couldn't think of a damn thing. Vegemite. I was going to say shrimp on the body. (laughs) But they don't say shrimp. They say prawns. You just literally just said, oh man, you had a lot of energy in that intro. I was excited and then, uh, I'm all right, I guess. And that, folks, if you... That's our 200th episode. (laughs) For some reason, you've tuned in. This is your very first episode (laughs) on our 200th, 230th episode or whatever it is. Now you've got a real vibe for the Two Guys One Cup podcast. Welcome. Here's to 200 more. (laughs) And no more than that. I'm phoning this one. I've been phoning them in. Ian's already in the retirement line. His papers just had to process. Uh... (laughs) Speaking of people in the retirement line, it's Jim Minning. Hey, uh, we did it. We he's did not it. retiring. He'll be back. We're bad at all. Well, that's true. Of course. Oh, he'll that's be true. back. Some other team's going to fire their GM and he's going to go there. We are um, all about the, the goofy transitions uh, on this podcast. But, you know, I'm like, I'm like Puck Soup. We don't linger on him for 15 seconds, except this one time. I think this and one so, was a B plus. <laughs> thank you. Um, Puck Soup changing dramatically also. Yeah. Sad. We, I would say we are the most longest lasting podcast in hockey right Probably. now. Probably. I think, I think no changes. There'll be no changes between now and the next <laughs> I was gonna say, 200 episodes. I was going to say, I'm like 32 Thoughts. We haven't changed our name. Not true. true. We haven't done it twice, though. We only did it the right. once. And we're not smut. 
And <laughs> that's all we've done. That's all we've done to improve. <laughs> We're trying to get better, folks, but it is a long road to hoe. Now, uh, Vancouver finally pulled the plug on Jim Benning and Travis Green. Travis Green fired first. Did yeah. they let Jim Benning fire him? <laughs> Did they say, Jim, you go fire, you go fire Travis, then come back here. There's something we want to discuss with you. It's not a big deal. Just real quick. But... It'll be real quick. It'll be real quick. One of them, didn't Travis Green also find out on Twitter in classical NHL fashion? I know it was speculated that he did. I don't know that he did. But yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, that would make sense. Of course. That would make sense. Of course. Sense. Why I not? Would, wouldn't be shocked anymore. No. No, no, no. It's the NHL. Um, This needed to happen. Mm-hmm. This has needed to happen for a while. I don't know. I don't really know what so many people came into this season like watch out for the um canucks they're pretty good it's like their defense is like nine tenths tyler myers i don't mm. think they're gonna be that good i thought it was funny too because they were like you know they got all reckman larson now i'm like yeah that's a detriment yeah it's exactly. a bad thing <laughs> exactly um bruce boudreaux is in bruce there it is as they said in the first game <laughs> i loved his comment in the post game or in the press conference about they asked him if he ever thought he'd hear that in all his years of coaching, and he said, no, but I try not to pay too much attention to it, because if the next game goes south, it could be Bruce, there he goes before <laughs> long. I like Bruce Boudreaux, I really do. I think he's a he's a good guy. He seems like a real, a real one, as mm-hmm. they say, which, honestly, there aren't that many folks in hockey that I think are, are like, good people, and you then, know? And then you saw that he's really into wrestling. He's really in the WWE. That's so, true, you know, you know good, winning over man. more people. A That's smart right. man. Jim Rutherford is in as the president and interim GM because you just got to... You got to pluck old white people off the wheel of bodies. The problem oh, with yeah. Travis Green is he was too young. He wasn't old enough. He'll get older, and he'll, and that's when you, that's when you stick. You know, you got to just stick around long enough to become old, and then you'll be uh, brought into the wheel, and you'll never leave until you, uh, you know, pass away. Uh, because no offense, Jim Rutherford, but you look very old. You look almost a little sickly. That guy's in his seventies. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what a president does in hockey, uh, but he operates hockey. He operates the whole thing. Uh, I, I would think it'd be kind of stressful. Like, Jim, I think he also has, like, a young kid. Or, like, a kid mm-hmm. that's, like, at least 10 or 11 or something. Yeah, he Just, plays games with his family. Yeah, that's right. That. Stay stay retired, Jim. You don't need to do this. You've won, like, three cups, right? You won one with Carolina. You won two with Pittsburgh. And uh, if I'm a Vancouver fan, I'm not that enthused because the last three, four years of Jim Rutherford's tenure with the Pens, not great. Some weird mm. questionable moves. Um, I just learned why he took this job. He already lived in downtown Vancouver oh during the season. God. So he's just like, well, if I ain't got to move anywhere, yeah. He's I guess. like, I'm kind of bored, so I'll just take a little side <laughs> job. I guess I'll let you pay me millions of dollars a year to make a phone call occasionally. You know what? This does make sense, because then if they fire him or, you know, the team sucks, it's like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I got my three cups. See ya. <laughs> Even if he does a bad job, they still got to pay him the other three yeah, That's so, true. That's uh, true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, remarkably timid hiring. But listen, Bruce Boudreaux, if you are in a season and you're trying to turn around your team uh, without doing anything to change the team, firing your coach and hiring Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux is a proven winning formula. And he's already won two games, which mm-hmm. is like twice as many games as they've won all season. So. Now have four games. Um, 
Yeah, I like Bruce Boudreaux. I think he's a fun guy. They've talked a lot about how he's very much a a player's coach and he's an attack first sort of guy on offense and he's going to bring a lot of energy and, and I hope he does because I, I do root for Vancouver now that we have our cup. I kind of root for the, the little guys behind us, Vancouver and Buffalo to mm-hmm. get there. So I'm interested to see with them though, if it doesn't turn around what they do mm-hmm. because before when they didn't have a interim or they didn't have like a real GM anymore, they're like, well, what are they going to do? They can't trade anyone away. You know, you really need to have someone, you know, at the helm and now they do so maybe they will trade people away <laughs> so you know what i'll take one elias Patterson. that's right thank you he's not very good you can have our tarasenko he's Patterson's <laughs> burnt out and tarasenko's real I'll good i'll take brock so. besser you want to flip you want to flip Ooh, snipers there you, you know go. what there you go that's a real deal i'd do that real deal james neal you we'll can t- have we'll him toss too. Him. he's yours <laughs> um ian has dylan larkin been an american this whole time yeah, yes. uh i he'll, knew that he'll play on the u.s team yeah right i assume if, it, if anyone in the nhl does right. they keep talking about it like really really confidently and then under their breath they're like but probably not with all the lockdowns and you know they're like alex petrangelo lock for team canada he's not no, he's going, going. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> I would, if you're going to do this, do it now. Please don't be like two weeks before mm-hmm. and they're like, by the way, no NHL players will be going. <laughs> oh, God, kill yeah. me. Yeah. And then they're still going to have that, they'll still have that break then, yeah? They're not going to reset the schedule and like push it oh, forward. Oh, God. They'll I still forgot have about like that. Three An weeks. awkward two weeks off. Uh, mm, that's the number one reason to go is that right? you already built in the break. You <laughs> might as well. You're getting COVID. They haven't canceled enough games ar- around the league to justify using the break for that. Oh, you yeah. Know? Would be funny, though, if they said, yeah, yeah, well, the Sens aren't sending anybody to the Olympics <laughs> anyway, so you might as well. Tim Stutz was sitting there like, but I must go for Mother Germany, as as Germans do. Um, I suppose we, we opened with the wrong team, really, because, Ian, there's much bigger news as pertains to the Blues. The one and only Mike Yo is a head, head coach or hedge coach. <laughs> he's not hedging against much for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's back in the NHL, everybody. Yay, Mike Yo. He was always there. He was just waiting. Mike Yo. We haven't gotten to do one of those in a while. Um, wow. I mean, truly remarkable. The team has lost both games since he took <laughs> over. So really, really exciting. Mike Yo is doing press conferences with uh, Chuck Fletcher because no one else was head coach on that day. Is Mike Yo still wearing glasses? Oh yeah. Okay. Who was it? It was Davis to Payne. show that time had passed. Oh, in this Payne particular interview, he's not anymore. though. Oh really? See, that's what they do. You move on. Yeah. The glasses are holding you back. You need contacts. Yeah, ooh, he looks, he looks, he looks the same. Yeah, he yeah. really does. What uh, a person, like, he's a human person. Yeah. You you realize, you ever think about how you could just, like, meet Mike Yo sometime? He'd probably be totally friendly and nice, and then you're like, but why? Why are you you, <laughs> you know? Anyway, Mike Yo's a head coach in the NHL again, proving that really there is truly nothing you can do to discredit yourself from NHL head coaching jobs, except, you know, what? What Joel Quinville did. Oh, yeah. Some of that stuff. But nothing is, in in terms of a performance issue, nothing can convince 
NHL GMs and officials and owners that you are bad enough to not get a thir- second, third, or even fourth chance. Well, as Down Goes Brown tweeted, Mike Yo was part of one of the most historic turnarounds <laughs> in NHL history. He was an integral so, part of that. You know, he yeah. was a big piece. Yeah, that's right. He was part of the story. Um, maybe that's the idea. Maybe they're just going to fire him. He was the catalyst for that team's turnaround. Now, what end of that turnaround was he on? We don't, you know, history has been lost. Imagine hiring Mike Yo in December. You're just getting the slump out of the way right That's what I'm saying. He was already, they were already built into the slump. They'll be fine in springtime. I've seen multiple... Uh, Minnesota Wild teams go through this exact same thing, they'll be fine. They'll get to the first now, round of <laughs> They'll be perfectly fine. Now, I always assumed Mike Yo would get another NHL coaching job because he was young enough that, you know, eventually they'd cycle yeah. back around to him. Yeah. But truly, it's too soon, guys. He's he's no good at coaching. <laughs> he's, not, he's not very good. That, so he's they... won two cups by accident, sort of. Or wait, he won two with... Phil, Pittsburgh. I think he won just the one. Oh, just won it, yeah. and then he came here, you know, by way of Minnesota. Yeah. And technically sort of won another, but not really, but kind of. You didn't of. get anything for that, though, No, right? I don't think so. I mean, so. you couldn't. That'd I mean, be so mean. <laughs> that'd be such a kick in the dick. Here's this, your this, ring, Mike. This is for a different podcast, but in soccer... <laughs> is it our other two guys, one cup podcast? No, 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 no. <laughs> I've okay, got, I do have another question gotta, about that, Got to put the NSFW I, I'm learning a lot about human anatomy. <laughs> oh, um, okay. And soccer. I'm intrigued. Or football. Uh-huh. When you when the ball goes off of one of your players into the net, do they credit that player play with, with the, the goal? goal? Yes. And then they put OG next to his name, and it's depressing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, love it. I, love it. I like that they, they shame these yeah. people. Oh, that. yeah. And some of them were like very, like, nothing he could have done. And it's like, you're right. There is nothing he could have done. But we're still calling. <laughs> it should have given like Mike Yo a weird like reverse ring. <laughs> Put OG next to his name yeah. on the covering. <laughs> Own goal. <laughs> you helped in a roundabout sort of way. Uh, how soon does Elaine Vigneault get hired by another team? Pretty uh, soon, next right? Season. Yeah, right. I thought he was good. I thought so he too, but apparently he was good with goalies. He had Luongo and Lundqvist, uh, so um, uh, you know. And flyers not so much. That's not so. But their goaltending was good this year. Good, good as in better from like last to like 18th, I believe, <laughs> and like save percentage. That's a huge leap. A huge improvement. Um, do you? They're gonna make trades. I feel like they're gonna have to. I don't think they're the very flyers. Good. Yeah, they're I'm, no good. I don't think they're gonna rebound at all, and they're gonna have to make trades. And the problem is Chuck Fletcher is your GM. Yeah, so those trades don't work those, out those, for you. Those trades are gonna be not so good. Let's pull up the old cap friendly, shall we? Closureu, that dude's in his UFA year. He's getting he's getting dealt. You gonna yeah. dealt? You gonna deal Claude Giroux at the deadline? You gotta. Oh. You can't re up with Claude Giroux. That guy's gotta get out of there, right? I remember my. Rookie years of being a hockey fan, I thought Claude Giroux and Sidney Crosby were like dueling it out, like because mm-hmm. they were on rival teams. Like, oh, and they're both centers, and I think they're both supposed to be equivalent. Because didn't they have like one series where Giroux yeah. like sort of shut down Crosby, yeah. and they were like, ah, oh, the great no. Canadian battle of the next ten years. And then no, I did learn recently. I think this was with you in um in the room, possibly, but um. 
recently I learned that Claude Giroux, for old school wrestling oh, fans, yes. also the given name of the um, little person wrestler, Dink the Clown. <laughs> so if you're a fan of the 90s WWF, you know what I'm talking about. And I will never be the same. He was named after him. Did you know Sean Couturier? has 14 points in 24 games. I mean, that's fine, but is it Sean Couturier fine? I don't I think, think I have so. one fantasy. I have like four flyers across two different teams, mm, and I don't there's know your why. Problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you wonder why you're losing? This team has so many bad contracts. I mean, on the bright side, their defense, I mean, it's terrible, but none of it's locked up. Only Provorov's locked up, and he is probably good. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen's on the last year of his deal. Nice. Sandheim's got two more years, but then Braun, Yandel, Connaught, and Sealer, they're all fucking out of here. Uh, <laughs> Carter Hart, good good on you. You didn't overcommit. You, you held your ground. You gave him too much already, but you didn't give him eight years, so that was How smart. How many years did you give him? He's got three years left at 3979. Okay, that's not terrible. But those forwards, Scott Lawton, five years at $3 million. Uh, Sean Couturier is about to start his $7.75 million AAV for, I guess, I'm assuming, eight years. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Travis Konechny, 5.5 for four more years. I mean, he's fine. Cam Atkinson, 5.875 for four more years. Don't know about that. James Van Riemsdyk still has two years at seven million. Kevin Hayes has five oh, years yeah. at seven oh. million. I mean, you know, respect to yeah. all he's been through this year, but woof. And uh, Closure is on the final year of his eight million dollar contract. So uh, this is a team you're really looking at climbing up the misery index in the summer. I know that's <laughs> I know that's what people are really worried about out there, and I just have Watch to say. Out. They're storming um, up the steps. That's right. They're storming. Here they come. They're storming the Bastille of misery, as they say, <laughs> as everyone's always said. Uh, they have Cam Atkinson has fourteen points in twenty-four games, and so does Sean Couturier. And Travis Konechny has twelve in twenty-four games. And their fifth highest scoring is Derek Brissard. I think I'm starting to see the problem here. Um. Mm-mm. That's a big yike. That team is a big yike. So nothing Mike Yo can do. That's right. Sorry, Mike. Even Mike can't save him. He couldn't save anyone, but he can't save them either. Uh yeah, rough, rough, rough for the uh, rough for the uh, rough for the Flyers. That's their team name. <laughs> Somebody else who had a rough week, Neil Pionk. Um, Pionk. He's concussed. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ian, why don't you start? Why don't you describe what happened and give your thoughts on this? Because I, you may be more reserved than I am, and I have no desire to be reserved. So you be the professional. Uh, I, I mean, so the Jets played the Maple Leafs on Monday, mm-hmm. I believe, and I guess there's been there's been a little heat between these two teams last year in the Canadian division. Because uh, they played them each other a lot more. This is their first meeting, I'm assuming, for the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some bad blood. Uh, Pionk targeted Sandine's knee with a knee on knee. Uh, targeted in quotes. I don't think it looked fantastic. I also don't think Pionk looked like he shoved his knee out of the right. way to hit uh, Sandine in the knee. Um, so Pionk does it to Sandine. Sandine's down on all fours. He's kind of crawling around. Hurt. Uh, he makes it back to the bench. There's no call on the play. 
play continues. Jason Spezza, I'm going to say, is like in maroon mist mold mode. Mm-hmm. He's like beyond red mist. Oh, He's yeah. like in the dark, the dark red. It's reds. like when the blood gets really oxygenated and it's like yeah. pitch black. <laughs> He's like crying blood. Yeah. Uh, he jumps off the bench and skates right towards Pionk, who now has the puck in like the jet zone. Pionk's falling over because it's ice and it's slippery. He's falling over. And Spezza sees this, ch- does not change course, and then knees Pionk around the head. <laughs> right in the dome. Right in the yeah, dome piece. Uh, pretty much right in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dirty as shit. I believe they call it. Do they call it? Is there a yeah. penalty on this play? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what it was. I'll look it up. I think it was for charging. I want to say it was for charging. Um, and everyone's pissed. Everyone's angry, especially Leafs fans, because they are like, well, Pionk just injured uh, Sandy, and Sandy's going to be out. Sandy's having a great Tic-tac season. Tic-Tac Tomar has, uh, still has. Yeah. A video of it that says, look at Spezza the Avenger or something like that. Oh, yes. He's very happy for what Jason Spezza did. Look, I understand if you're a Maple Leafs fan being like, we're so pissed that he hurt Sandine and we're happy that somebody went after Pionk. But I wouldn't be happy about this if you put the Blues in place of the Maple Leafs and uh, Pionk knees, let's say, Scott Prunovich, and then Bortuzzo goes out and skates there like full bore. no penalty against Jason oh, Spezza. In this really? Game. Yeah. Well, then we're all, we're all square. <laughs> What's the problem? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so Maple Leafs fans are crazy pissed because they're like, he shouldn't get, this shouldn't be a suspension, you know. Pionk's falling over. What do you want Spets to do? Just like change, you know, it's a fast game. Change course, do whatever. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a good like second and a half, which is a long time when you're skating full bore, where uh, Spets could have definitely pulled up. He could have made any effort to try and get around Pionk. You make one little effort to try and get around a falling Pionk, and it's a okay. You go ah, incidental contact. But he skates. I I think he squares up to hit Pionk after Pionk's falling over. Pionk's falling over, and that's when Jason Spezza goes, ah, my opportunity. And then he puts his knee out first, and he hits him in the head. Mm -hmm. And the the problem is, this happened with Tavares just this past spring against the Canadians. When Corey Perry hit Tavares in the head, and it was a complete freak accident, because Tavares essentially fell down on Corey Perry's knee, and Maple Leafs fans went absolutely batshit insane about it. And now this happens, and this is not a freak accident, and one of their players actually went out of their way to knee another guy in the head, and they're like, well, what do you want him to do? Mm -hmm. I know if there's fans out there, if there's Maple Leaf fans out there that were like, I like this because of what Pianca de Sandine and good job, Jason Spezza, I accept that take. I think it's a bullshit Cro-Magnon take. I think you're a cave human, (laughs) but... I accept that take because now I know what bucket to put you in. Like, dirty old troglodyte. Like, now I know what you are. Got it. But for the folks that are trying to twist and turn and jump through the hoops and be like, no, Jason Spezza didn't mean to do that. No, Jason Spezza, uh, is, you know, he's played 1,200 games and he's never been suspended before. So he couldn't have possibly meant to do this. And you know what? It was Pionk's fault for falling over. And you know what? This is a legal hit and blah, blah, blah. Stop. Just stop. If Bortuzzo does this to Pionk, you know, for the Blues or whatever, 
I'm cringing too, man. I'm going, oh, not good. You know, thanks, Robert, for going and defending whoever Pionk need on the Blues, but this is not a good look, mm-hmm. buddy. Like, you got you, you can admit to that, right? Like, take off the glasses for a second. You can't knee someone in the fucking head. You can't elbow someone in the head when you're both standing. Why would you be allowed to knee someone in the head? And for everyone that's like, well, he clipped his shoulder or whatever, the head's not the principal point of contact. Just don't hit someone that's falling over. Yeah, I, in typical Blues fashion, I'm going to go too far here. Uh, Or typical Blues fashion. Typical two guys, one cup fashion. I'm probably going to go too far. But this, honestly, is one of the dirtiest hits I think I've ever seen in my life. This is pretty gross. a completely vulnerable player. And you are you are targeting him. You know, there's a, a a football penalty called targeting. You are literally hunting this man down. It's like the T.J. Oshie when he went after Rick Nash thing. You know, it's you are yeah. beelining across the ice to get this guy, not to lay a queen hockey hit, not to make a play on the puck. You are trying to injure this man. You, I'm not, I'm not trying to impugn Jason Spets. I don't think he wanted to give Neil Pionk a concussion or whatever, but you're trying to make him pay for something you think he did that was illegal and dirty. And, you know, whatever. Um, that's <laughs> that's part of hockey, I guess. But um, it's the knee's right to the chin. I don't know where this clip-the-shoulder stuff is coming from. There's one angle that I think is the most common angle that um, you see that looks like it's to the shoulder or whatever, but there's a more, I just played a second of this clip because it wasn't muted, but there's like a more, there's a more um, kind of offset angle where you can literally see Pionk's chin wrap around his mm-hmm. knee bone, you know? So like, even if his knee is technically driving through the shoulder or whatever. His jaw and neck are right there, you know? Mm. And there's, you know, in this game, one of the dirtiest hits you can le- you can level, supposedly, um, is a when you leave your feet, you know? When you jump and leave your feet to leave a... Per- to deliver a particularly nasty hit... This is no different. This is him going to a completely unnatural position to make a hit because you know your opponent is in that position. You know, it's one thing to do what what Corey Perry did. And listen, Corey Perry, dirty-ass player. But in the instance with John Tavares, the dude's just skating. And John mm-hmm. Tavares just falls into his path. You know, like, right. he's, there's, no, there's no attempt. There's no, like, he's not moving into a position to deliver a hit, he's literally just skating down the ice and John Tavares's knee hits his head, as I recall, unless mm. you remember that differently. That's yeah, the yeah. mental image I have in my head from four or five months ago. <laughs> this is, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you could, don't, don't call Jason Spezza a dirty player because, you know, this is, he's got a 1200 year, 1200 game career. He's never been disciplined. Everybody loves him. He's a leader and all that. You know, Sheldon Keefe made his thing about like, well, I hope they'll take into account what a great citizen of the game he's been. And it's like, dude, no, take into account how violent and unacceptable this hit is. Start there and then figure the rest of it out. 
Because it's just, it's just bad. And maybe it was a five-second error in judgment. Maybe it was a 15-second error in judgment. I don't know. But it was an error in judgment. And six games is hardly, hardly enough to be like, this is a miscarriage of justice. I feel like this is, you know... I haven't. I don't want to specifically impugn the Steve Dangle podcast because I ha- I haven't listened to their reaction on this specifically. But if they are among the group saying this is way too much for Spezza, this is wrong or whatever, these are the same kinds of people that when Tom Wilson levels a hit, they say that should be fifty games. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, you can and and you know Steve Dangle. I've heard Steve himself go on rants before, like, well, just because it's a different type of infraction doesn't mean he's not a dirty, dangerous player. And it's like, yeah, well, just because Jason Spezza hasn't done this before doesn't mean this isn't a dirty, dangerous hit. And if you want to remove headshots from the game, if you want to remove concussions from the game, you got to start punishing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's one thing, you know, we talked earlier about the um, Jacob Truba had a hit. Obviously, the really graphic one was on Jujar Kara, who, you know, praying that he recovers and is ever able to play again because I know he's had a lot of concussion history. Um, And then last night he had a a similar, not similar, but, you know, another nasty-looking hit on Nathan McKinnon. And, like, you and I talked about it a little bit because, like, I honestly feel like both of those by the book were completely queen hits and they were guys that like their heads adjusted at the last second and you know caught more of him than he they should have and like I don't want him to deliver either of those hits but they're queen but that's part of the problem of this game as you talked about like those are queen hits and they're still grievous head injuries like maybe hitting's the problem yeah that's the thing it's always like well, this is a, we've all agreed that what Truba did, generally speaking, is a clean hit. He's standing up. He's not leaning into it. He's just kind of hitting the guy, and the guy's kind of got his head lower. And he probably uh, wants it him in the shoulder, hit him in the chest, and he, he accidentally gets him in the head or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, if we're going to say that's more times than not a clean hit, but then people freak out and say, you can't do that. I'm like, okay, well, that's a hit. So like, <laughs> you're just I mean, you're going to take hitting out of the game, which again, I'm not even opposed to. But just realize, like, regular hits are going to lead to sometimes, or sometimes going to lead to a player getting hurt. And mm-hmm. sometimes seriously, because that's just how slamming two bodies together works. We yeah. can try and get the headshots out, but yeah, to your point, it's like, this is, the Spezza play is a clear headshot, mm-hmm. a really gross headshot. And yeah, they need to punish headshots like crazy hard, especially where you're targeting a guy who's falling over all that stuff like to hurt someone because that's the whole, I, the NHL wants it both ways, right? They really want to be able to keep hitting in the game because it's fun. It's what makes hockey hockey or, you know, for a lot of people at least. But at the same time there, it's 2021, soon to be 2022, and they need to be conscious of the players' health, social media, how this looks to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to play both. They're trying to say no headshots or none of these, you know, targeted plays where you're going after the head. But also, we can't just suspend a guy. He's a really nice guy. And some <coughs> people will be angry about that. Um, I don't know. I just don't think you have both ways. If they want to get serious about taking that out of the game, they'd start suspending people double digits, like, no problem whatsoever. Like, I really think headshots like a like a targeted headshot 
Mm-hmm. You hit someone in an accident or you kind of line someone up wrong. I think that's what reviews are for, right? You go and you review it. Oh, it looks like maybe the guy adjusted the last second. Okay, you didn't target him. But like a straight elbow to the face <coughs> and stuff and things like that. A straight knee to the head. Mm-hmm. Maybe that needs to just be 10 games automatic. Mm-hmm. Bare minimum. I can't believe the fact that Spets is going out of his way to get this appealed or that they're all like, yeah. oh, he's got to appeal it. Like, stop. This is such dog shit that they can just go, okay, let's go. Let I'm, I don't like this. So I can appeal to Gary. And then if I don't like that, I can appeal to like an, an arbiter. And it's like, that should only be happening in cases where it really is questionable. I don't see how there's a question here. Right. Well, the problem is it's not usually questionable if it's over the five games. <laughs> right? That's what you I mean. Know? They like got it's a, a hearing. The whole system's broken. I realize that they need a retaliation of some sort so that the guys can't just say, you know, um, can't, you know, the league can't just say, you have a 30 game because you're Tom Wilson and we don't like you. Like mm-hmm. that, I get why that's built in for the Players Association side yeah. of things, but like... In general, it's just, you know, we've talked before, and I don't want to, this isn't like a normal hit, so I don't want to go too far down the line of like, well, you know, hitting's the problem, but like, we've talked before about this like ridiculous hitting is part of hockey. It's like, no, it's not. It's not part of hockey anywhere else in the world. It's not part of women's hockey. When you watch the Olympics in a couple of months, if the NHL players are there, guess what? They're not going to be doing a lot of hitting. Mm -hmm. They'll be doing some, but not much, not compared to the NHL, you know? It's not outlawed there. It is, I think, straight up not illegal in the World Junior Championship, which is still some of the most fun hockey that you can watch or play. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, it does not have to be a part of hockey. That's like saying charging the mound is a part of baseball. I mean, not really, because I see that this is more ingrained in the sport. But, you know, like, holding is a part of football, but it's also still illegal, you know? And, like, um, I just, I just, it sucks. It sucks that we can't just say, yeah, that was a bad hit, and we're moving on. Because, you know... That's what it is. It just seemed so clear. I think that's the biggest part is it just seemed so clear. And it was crazy to me that there were people. It shouldn't be crazy, but it was crazy that there were people that are like, I don't see what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't see what the problem is. Uh, Neil Pionk can't see. Yeah. Period. Also, real quick, um, there's a picture of Merrick and Wyshynski at a bar somewhere. Uh-huh. Can Do those guys both already look like super wasted to you? <laughs> I mean, Wyshynski always looks always. Yeah, I mean, that's he looks smug all the time, so it's hard to tell. But even Merrick looks I like he has a thousand foot stare a little I bit. I don't like that he has a sleeve. Oh, I mean, me neither, no. I mean, I do, I do like I, I I like it and I don't like it. I like yeah. it because I'm like, you do have some personality that's not just like smarmy. But then I'm also like, eh, but did you get the sleeve because it's like this weird thing to do for you? I don't really collect things, Steven. Yeah, just tattoos on just my tattoos. body. Just tattoos, yeah. I like I wear tattoos so that TSA can have free access to my body. <laughs> um, yeah, Jeff Merrick. 
I don't. I don't know. I can't crack he, that. Nut. He's he's interesting. You, that's you got to give him that. He's, he's very unique. very interesting. Yeah. And you know what the nice thing about Jeff uh, Merrick is is uh, when he has a a home payment, he pays it, which cannot be said about the <laughs> the uh, Arizona Coyotes. We don't know that. We don't know. Well, that about yeah, Jeff right. Merrick. We don't, we don't know. Oh, well, that's could be true. He could be a delinquent. Yeah. Uh, but we do know it about the Coyotes, who almost got locked out of their building for not paying their taxes. Or their arena fees. But might still be. Uh, but might still but be. But might not be. But Gary says no. Gary, come get your team, dude. It's over. <sighs> it's over. I'm trying to think of what the equivalent is to him. Every time he says something positive about Arizona, like, don't worry, you guys. It's it's triggering something in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's something. You know what it is? It's like... Uh, it's like when you think a snow day is coming mm-hmm. and there's some sort of teacher, some sort of kid, someone anywhere that dumps water on it mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah, but I heard that it's only going to be like a couple inches. I heard it's going to miss us or whatever. And you're in high school. You're like, dude, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Stop talking. Uh-huh. And it's just like the fact that every time they're like, ooh, Arizona can't pay their bills, might have to play somewhere else. This season, and that means the whole team's kind of up for grabs. And who knows, they might move eventually. We don't know. And he's like, Nope, no problem. They're going to be there forever. Don't worry about it. And you're like, Fuck, stop speaking, Gary. I'm tired of hearing that crap. The minute that dude's gone, the minute that guy's not. Oh, that team moves so fast. Yeah, Yeah, they're gone. Uh, The minute Bill Daly's the lead. The only thing I can believe is that they're just like. (laughs) have all their chips on the table of like, well, they're going to get an arena and Austin Matthews is going to come there. Then it's set. And like, that can't be, you can't, that's how the league is forming its business strategies. You imagine if a team was this embarrassing in the NBA, the players would be shot. They wouldn't even sell the team or relocate it. They just I know like only fold eight or the nine, franchise. I know only eight or nine teams this league apparently like ever operate in the black or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, Aren't the Coyotes just hemorrhaging money? Mm-hmm. Isn't that just like the ass of America, just like shitting out money <laughs> in the Southwest? Other than Vegas, Vegas doing great, of course. But like, like, why are they there? Like, what's the? You have been successful with one team in Florida for sure. The second one's coming on. The second one, the Panthers were in a Cup final in like the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Like they. You know, they're still sticking around and everything, but Tampa, obviously a, a huge hit down there. Nashville's great. Dallas has a foothold. Vegas is there. You have three teams in California. You're in non-traditional hockey markets. If they move out of Arizona, I, I'll defend you, Gary. I'll defend you. If someone comes to your door and is like, you failed. Like, hockey doesn't work in the South. I'll defend you because it's worked in, like, Eight other markets. Yeah, I'm the fact the one that's in the most unlike hockey, a fucking desert can't do hockey. Well, what do you know? How crazy is that? <laughs> okay, move on. Like, what? like I don't understand. He will You're like, always... I planted a tree in the desert and it didn't grow. Wow, what a fuck up. Whether they are or aren't actually waiting for him to hopefully come there, like that will always be his defense. It's like, well, Austin Matthews. First overall pick. He's came here. He was a Coyotes fan or whatever. You did it. And it's like, yeah, you made one dude a fan. You know? You would, you would never say that. Like, if, if there's an NFL player who's like, this guy's from um, Waukesha, Wisconsin, and 
you know, is now playing for the Green Bay Packers, you'd never be like, well, we should probably relocate the team to Waukesha. We need them there. This guy guy went from Jefferson City to the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you believe it? We got to move the team to Jefferson City. It's just ridiculous. It's insane. That feels really weird, too, because, like, there could be any number of other places that also have untapped hockey. But mm-hmm. Houston, perhaps. Kids in Houston. One of the biggest cities in the country. That could play hockey. Kansas though. City. Yeah. like Where it at least snows sometimes. Are we missing Austin Matthews's there? We might be, but we're not worried about that because they're not there. So if you move the mm-hmm. fucking Arizona Coyotes out of Arizona, we're not missing anybody it's just gone now like, yeah i don't understand the problem i don't understand why you wouldn't like like salt lake city mm. didn't they play a game there in the preseason this somebody year that did. was like sold out Kings like crazy somebody, yeah. it's like i'm not saying that that's a good city i don't know anything it's but a like terrible city. wouldn't you rather choose non non-traditional sports markets that are at least conducive to hockey environment Mm-hmm. It like literally costs more to freeze a rink in Arizona. Like there, there are costs associated mm-hmm. with playing in Arizona that you don't have in other cities. It's insane. It's literally, it's like, um, it's like gaslighting to say this makes sense. This is mm-hmm. fine. It's like Sisyphus. I don't think Sisyphus is the Greek myth that I want, but there I can't think of the one that I really do. Um, it is Sisyphus and Boldy. That's right. That's right. And Boldy. Uh, Icarus flew cl- too close to the sun on this one in the Valley <laughs> of the Sun, and they're paying the price. You so, lined it up. Um, God, what an embarrassment. And speaking of things embarrassing <laughs> this go. league, I'm really, I'm actually not trying to force transitions today. They're just coming. Okay, I did force the Jeff Merrick one. I won't lie about that one. But I'm telling you, um, he might be delinquent on his payments. Me, you know, Has he know. paid for that you know, sleeve? He does, that's right. It could be, there could be an that's artist out there who's pretty pissed. Um, I can't imagine. Like, I, I get stressed, like, writing things on a computer can you imagine drawing on someone's skin not for me yeah oofta that's a full-on oofta you want a little squiggly on your arm um yeah. yeah so the nfl the nhl's covid policy it's a nightmare that's bad the blues listen one of the best moments of this team's season Will have been the Nathan Walker story. We'll get to that in a while, but like it should never have happened. I'm sorry, Nathan. I guess to be fair, Nathan, <laughs> Nathan was might, <laughs> Nathan might have made the roster anyway because he yeah. was probably our top three or four forward call ups to be chosen. But like, this is a mess. There's no listen. I'm. I'm probably on the controversial side of things but like nothing is preventing the transmission of this virus in the nhl even though every point we're told every player is vaccinated which yeah, right. you know other than tyler bertuzzi which i have no reason to doubt so there is a big part of me that's just like just stop just let them play if they're not actively dying mm-hmm. let them play then i guess you know like or like do whatever, but like you've got if you're or give them cap relief, like just pick a lane. The thing about this is like next year. I think we've talked about this before. Like if COVID is still a thing next year, which will be because it's in it's endemic now. Mm-hmm. They're just it's they're just gonna stop with this. You can't 
Yeah, do like, this forever. You, you can't do this it's for like not, five or six you know, seasons. And I'm not trying to minimize, I'm really not trying to minimize the risk it is or how seriously we should take it. But like you are a billion and billions and billions of dollar sport franchise. You cannot do this forever. Especially if, you know, like, you know, early research on Omicron is like, well, it is more transmissible, but maybe less deadly, which is like exactly what you want. So like if another year of that, if it's not, you know, if it's no more deadly or you've just got to stop at some point, because as a society, you know, we just have to move on (laughs) at some point. I'm not trying to say today. I'm not trying to say don't go get your vaccines. Go get your boosters. Go get a fourth shot just for fun. You know, grab it out of the nurse's but like, hand. But like, there will be more treatments. There will be more therapeutics over time. And like, at some point, the league's just gonna have to stop. You know. But obviously, they're not doing that this year. So you have to have a better policy than this. I can't believe they're having the Board of Governors meetings right now, and this supposedly, like, isn't up for discussion. I, yeah, I can't I'm just, believe that they give you no cap relief. I'm just asking for some relief for people that you're forcing. Listen, here's the thing. If it was up to the teams, these players would be playing. Mm-hmm. Jordan Jordan Bennington, supposedly, according to Bennington, has, or according to Armstrong, has very mild symptoms. Do you think either Jordan Bennington or Doug Armstrong right now would be like, you know what, put, put Ryan Lindgren in. I don't <laughs> want to pass this virus to anybody. Of course not. These are professional athletes. They're insanely competitive. So this is a top-down measure that the league is forcing on teams. I'm not saying it's not the right measure. I'm just saying it is top-down. And so you're going to punish these teams and force them to not have these players, but you're A, not going to have any cancellations unless it gets to, like, you literally can't ice a team levels, which, by the way, it's super weird that there's no, like, guideline on what that is. It's just like, well, the NHL may eventually decide that you can't play games. If we decide you don't have enough people to play... But we're not going to tell you how many isn't enough. Um but yeah, you've got to, like I, I just don't understand. I don't understand why they won't give you cap relief. Like, what's the perp? Like, what's the purpose? I they, I've not seen a reason yet. Is it like escrow? St- I mean, it probably is. It's always like a, some real financial thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but if we did that, that wasn't built into the CBA. We're gonna have to alter the CBA, which means we're gonna have to call to a vote. <laughs> Which means then you guys could reject the CBA, which means then we could, like, just some bullshit where they're like, so that's why you don't get cap relief yeah. or whatever. It's like, come on, man. I, like, it's insane. Like, they're, I think I'm Rutherford, pretty sure you could get the players to be like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to lose a game because Kyle <laughs> Foxton or whatever is, isn't Kyle Foxton a Twitter guy? I think yeah, he is. I think so. No offense to that, Kyle Foxton. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Foxton. <laughs> I was net. just making up a, a a name for like an AHL player, but um, um, what I was saying was like Rutherford brought up like a good point where it's like they're forcing teams to play people that might even be hurt a little bit that because normally they could sit out and be able to call somebody up, but they can't. So like uh, like a Robert Thomas, right? Well, it's like, well, if you're if you leave, we can't call anyone up anyways unless we put you on long term injury reserve, and we're not going to do that. So you have to just keep playing, keep playing because you don't want to be down a body, and then that ends up exacerbating whatever injuries they're trying to play through, and it makes it worse. You're you're the NHL, and you're actively making teams 
risk players' health. And the fact, too, that we're playing whatever it is, like 10 forwards now these mm-hmm. days, that's tons of ice time across 10 forwards. They're exhausted. They're tired. They could get hurt. Poor decision-making leads to losses, all this sort of stuff. It's like what you're just hurting teams so much by not giving them any cap relief for this. Like These teams make money. Just say, okay, you can bring a guy up. You get like, you know, a $5 million window and you can bring people up in that if you have enough people out for COVID. I just don't, I don't know how this wasn't seen, right? Because mm-hmm. they had to know this was going to happen. They had to know people are going to get positive cases and they're going to have all this bullshit happen. So I don't really understand uh, what's going on. Actually, I do understand the NHL sucks. Yeah, it's just, it's not... Stuff like this and stuff like Arizona, like it would make you look like a slapstick, non-credible league, except nobody's watching you. So who cares (laughs) except people that are already, it's like a catch-22 of like, well, if people were paying attention, this would really make you look like a second-rate league. But because since you're a second-rate league, nobody's paying attention. So you're fine, I guess. We'll be just fine. Um. Yeah, it's just it just sucks. I don't know. It's just it's just trash. However, <laughs> the Blues have done remarkably well in spite of in spite of things. They had a terrible road trip. At, well, not road trip, but they had a terrible what seemed to be a terrible four game stretch against the Lightning and Panthers, in which they got four points in four games. Right? Didn't they tie one of the ones against the? Do we beat the Lightning? Oh, was it five points in four games? I think it was five yeah. points. I think you're right. Um, you know, Logan Brown looks like, I don't want to say a revelation, but he looks pretty good. Uh, I got to look up Armstrong's quotes about Logan Brown because those were pretty extensive. But Logan Brown is a player. Um, I think you may have seen more of this Saturday. Oh, no, this was the matinee game. I saw this one. Did you see this one? Oh, yeah, we both watched it, even though we told each other. The sun we was high in the sky. It was so weird. I mean, like, I kind of like it, but I kind of don't. It's it's nice at the beginning. I'm like, ooh, I got something to do right at noon. Start, you know, there's stuff I can do after the game. You know, it's not. I'm not ending the day like this. But, man, when it's like a, when it's a loss... When it's a close loss, when it's a shitty loss, uh-huh. a loss other than this, quite honestly, it feels so bad. It ruins your day. Thankfully, this one was an expected loss. This was one <laughs> of those losses where I was like right on time. I knew you'd, I knew you'd show up as a loss. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one where we only had eleven forwards and seven defensemen, right? Yeah, we weren't down. We weren't down a player yet. We were down a forward, so we played seven defensemen. So a full team still. Huso and Net. We're not in the uh, Lindgren era quite yet. <laughs> but soon. <laughs> oh, yes, but soon. First period, Logan Brown scores his second goal as a blue, assisted by Joshua and Barbashev. Only five minutes into the game, Barbashev chips the puck to Joshua as he enters the zone. Joshua glides, fakes forehand shot, goes backhand, fakes backhand shot, and then passes the puck to Brown for a backdoor tap-in. There's a lot of work by Joshua. I thought it looked, looked really good. He looked real smooth. Logan Brown, right where he needs to be. Uh, what is this? Two goals in three games? Two goals in two games? Mm-hmm. Three games. Um, it was good. It was good. I liked seeing those guys. I thought they had a really good game. The, what I'll call like the two-person fourth line. I know mm-hmm. there was another guy they put out there every time, but I just, I noticed them quite a bit this game and in good ways. Logan Brown has looked really pretty good, I mm-hmm. would say. I'm surprised. I really thought when he was brought up, 
I was like, not because he got traded for Zach Sanford, but I was like, you're going to be another Sanford type, aren't you? You're going to be big and unnoticeable. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're big and noticeable. The best kind of big. Uh, Maxime Manman. Have you ever heard of him? I sure haven't. The made up. Maxime Manman. This has to be how people feel about Nathan Walker tonight. <laughs> Although at least Nathan Walker is... Like, he's a story in the yeah. NHL. People are familiar. Maxi Manon is not a story. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the second goal of the season, assisted by Carlson. There's another one, but it's with a C. Uh, and Lundell. Carlson drops the puck to Mammon, who wrists one pass Huso. Blues defense back in way too much. I noticed that a lot this game. I know the Panthers are fast. I know they're feisty. But maybe stand up for yourself, Blues defenseman. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sad. Uh, Preko provides a screen for the Panthers. Thanks, buddy. And it's 1-1. Was this the... No, this game they were getting pretty outshot, but I'll leave those comments for the next game. <laughs> uh, second period, Jake Wallman gets his first this season, assisted by O'Reilly. O'Reilly had a really good game uh, this year, or this mm-hmm. afternoon as well. O'Reilly steals a puck from Gudis below the goal line. hits Wallman with a great pass. Wallman is all alone in the high slot and goes for the slap shot. And it works. It's a goal. It's a it's an amazing pass from Riley. A lot of work down there underneath the goal line. You know, he is coming on after having a, a quieter early part of the season, right? I mean, I know he had COVID. I know he's talking about how that could have affected his hands and all that, joking about. But I think he is starting to come on. I think Perron was holding him back. Um, just kidding. That's not, that's, not a, that's not a take. Please come back, David Perron. Sam Reinhardt, though, scores... At the very end of the second period, it's a dagger of a goal. It's not really, but you know, those late period goals, they suck. His seventh of the season, assisted by Carlson and Huberdo. Huberdo passes a puck to a trailing Carlson. Carlson pumps a shot on that, but Huso makes a save. Huso is now sprawled out and can't recover quick enough to stop Reinhardt from shooting the rebound into the empty net. Pareko goes down to try and take away the pass earlier in the play, and he ends up getting in the way of Huso a bit. Not a good. Uh, I believe it was after this goal where Berube and Tarasenko yelled at each other on the bench for a little bit. Not entirely sure what that was all about. Looking at this goal, I kind of thought he was covering his man, doing what he was supposed to do. So maybe it was some previous BS. Uh-huh. Um, maybe Craig Berube just doesn't like borscht. Mm-hmm. Or other Russian delicacies like espionage. <laughs> <laughs> What do they what do they give those people when they poison them? Yeah, rat poison. <laughs> uh, Hemlock. Yeah, there uh, you go. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else do they eat? Come on, what else do Russian uh, people eat? Uh, Russian food. Potatoes? The, Is the, that the tears Irish. of orphans? Uh Russian food don't give me like restaurants. Nine traditional dishes from Trafalgar.com. Trafalgar.com. Blini? A Russian pancakes? Mm, I don't know about that. Beef stroganoff is Russian? I do like beef stroganoff. seems believable, actually. Kasha, porridge. Borscht. Borscht made the list. Oh, thank God. Uh, Okroshka, porozki, and shashlik. Some of that looked pretty good. Some of it. Not so good. Nasty crap. Shashlik appears to be just a kebab, so oh, that's cool. They got a kebab you in every language. You put meat on a stick, I'm going to eat the meat on your stick. So. Hey <laughs> That's for the other podcast. Uh, yeah. 
I, I, I was going to, I was trying to think of transition, but there are none. Yeah, no. Uh, third period, Brandon Saad gets his 10th of the season. That guy's on fire. He's on PK fire. He got some meat on his stick and put it in the back of the net. Oh, there you go. Meat is the puck. Yeah. Bones are their money. <laughs> the so worms, are the worms. worms. Yep. Uh, boy. Uh, O'Reilly skates in the Florida zone, pulls up, hits a streaking sob with a pass. Sad shovels a puck under Bobrovsky for the goal. A great pass by O'Reilly. Great uh, eyes there, pretty much, to be able to pull up and see Sad skating. It was a great pass to get, I think it was like underneath the skate of Ekblad. It's probably a lucky pass, but I'm going to say fantastic mm-hmm. brain on that man. On purpose. Uh, Huso stopped some great A chances in this third period, some huge chances, some huge saves, but he couldn't stop this one. Uh, Maxi Mammon's third, second of the game. Lundell with the assist. This is with only two and a half minutes left in the game. Face off in the blue zone. Lundell wins the draw back to Mammon, who shoots the puck past the glove of Huso and into the net. It's a late period dagger. It's an overtime game. Here we go. Overtime. Fucking suck. Um, Shen takes a slashing call Uh, no it's trip and they're to the PK it's a 4 on 3 PK Robert Bertuzzo breaks the stick Uh, it's O'Reilly it's Sunquest. it's Bertuzzo without a stick (laughs) and you're thinking there comes the goal but in fact no shots were even put on net there were a couple block shots Bertuzzo uh, pushed a guy over. I'm pretty sure it was interference. The guy did not have the puck, but there was only like six seconds left, and O'Reilly <laughs> was uh, clearing the zone. It was probably one of the gutsiest PKs I've ever seen, aside from that time where Mike Weaver breaks his leg and still uh, tries to block shots, even though he's like on all fours. Uh, it was a fantastic showing. You get to overtime, or you get to the shootout, rather, and you're hoping, okay. You've stolen a point out of this game somehow because the Florida Panthers are like top five in the league and you are down so many players. Please win the shootout. They do not win the shootout. <laughs> they uh, lose the shootout. Billy Huso, it doesn't look great in the shootout, but you know what? You can't fault him because he had an outstanding game. Uh, Blues lose 4-3, shootout loss. Panthers outshoot the Blues 51-25. to Jesus oh my Christ. God. Uh, Blues win the face-offs, which is nice, but obviously they cough the puck up a lot because they're winning face-off draws. And then you're losing possession because look at all them shots. Uh, both teams go over on the power plays. Blues over one, Panthers over four. And then, of course, the Panthers have the greater of the Corsi four, 73% Corsi four for five and five for the whole game. Uh, they out high danger chance the Blues 15 to six. They out expected goals the Blues. Uh, their expected goals for this game was 4.23. Holy shit. Uh, to the Blues 1.8. <laughs> I don't think I ever see him that high, Stephen. No, uh, and that's just five on five, right? Yeah, that's some carved beef. <laughs> oh, yeah, carve him up. Oh, boy. Yeah, Huso was outstanding. Um, he was mad in the shootout, but stopping 40 to 51 shots deserves a ton of respect. Tarasenko was stapled to the bench after the second period. He played 1420. Total at even strength. Was this the one where Sunquist was also stapled to the bench and then entered? No, this was the game in which he entered. Mm. He had been benched late in the last game and then he entered this one on the first line. And I got in Twitter arguments, which is always dumb, I admit. But that was a That's weird coaching for. call. If you're saying the guy looks bad and you're benching him, then it's weird to put him in the first line. If you're saying he was injured, and you're benching him, it's weird to put him on the first line. And if you're just saying he was tired and you can't rely on him 
to give you full 50 minutes or full 60 minutes, then it's also weird to put them on the first line. I just can't imagine why you would sit someone for that long when you're already down a forward. Yeah. So you're like, let's just make us, let's make us try even harder with even less personnel. Um, yeah, Tarasenko only 14-20 at even strength this game, which was third least on the team, only ahead of Joshua and Brown. Uh, Blues look totally outmatched in this game, but uh, that'll happen when you're missing six players and are playing one of the best teams in the league. So I was actually quite happy with the point. It's sad to lose in the shootout. Shootouts suck, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, yeah. And you take the point you can get it. It's sad that... Sad, just sad. You take what you can get. Uh, the next Give game... That. Give me that. Uh, you're not going to tell me, tell anybody about how I housed Nathan Walker's hat trick. No. Can you say you're going to kill the president <laughs> into this mic? Uh, say what? <laughs> you're gonna, I'm, we're not going to say I'm going to kill the president. Oh, oh damn it. Damn it. I should have filmed it. Uh, all right. <laughs> we go home. By the way, I just want to say, I thought we've bitched a lot about um, NHL scheduling this year, mm. and it is dumb. But I do think this idea for a series is kind of cool. You know, host a team, go to their state, then play another team in their state, then host that team. I did that like was kind of nifty. And that's all we got to play either of these two teams, yeah, too. It's so all now over. it's done. I don't mind that. I do mind when you put all of the, like, in division rivalry games, like, right in a row. You play the Avalanche three times in two weeks, and that's it for you. Yep, you're done now. Is it really? We have one more, or have we done? I think we have one more. We don't play Minnesota. Well, we play Minnesota in the Winter Classic. Yeah. And then we play them only two more times, I think. And Uh, they're both in, like, like April. Pass into the season. They're like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Mammon gets his. fourth point of the season third against us when he assists an alexander barkov goal early in this game pass across the zone to barkov who shoots it in the back door hey perunovic caught puck watching and he misses his man uh alexander barkov had not played in previous games did get into this one so mm-hmm. really glad he didn't miss a step for like one game or anything that's great for my fantasy too, um Steven. this was also i should have we should have discussed this first and i jumped right into it because i was excited about the mammon stat this was a game where the blues were literally forced to play without a full roster not because they couldn't find players but because of cap restrictions Good times that's when it is just parody you know it's one thing to have to use like e-bugs are should be a fun story once every five years you know mm. you get you get the, listen i'm a proud owner of a david ayers young guns rookie card and i always will be i'm never selling that thing it's hilarious you know <laughs> but like your career is hilarious but, i mean yeah it, it is, is it is though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want those guys to be the story, and then you have like insanely laughable stories where Tuka Rask is an e bug for the, you know, Bruins. It's just like stuff like that is nutty, and I don't like it. Uh, but in any case, we persevered. Barkov scored, then Vladimir Tarasenko scored his eighth goal of the season, assisted by Barbashev and Buchnevich. The Russian line coming through again. Um, Bart Buchnevich had it along the wall. He passed the puck to Barbashev below the goal line. Barbashev passed it to Tarasenko at the right dot, and Tarasenko wrists it past Spencer Knight. Brandon Montour quickly answered with their second goal because we didn't clear the zone. And then there he is again, Max Mammon. He has this, this so five good. career points, four of them against us. 
cool. <laughs> um, he passed the puck to the high slot for Verhege. Verhege fanned on the shot, but Montour recovered and flipped a wrister on net. Braden Shin scored to uh, on the power play later. Kairou passed the puck from the left dot to Tarasenko at the right dot. Tarasenko passed the puck. Back across the zone to Shin for the backdoor goal. It's a pretty goal. It's a nice period. Pretty goal. I was assuming we would lose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. been fun. It's a cool story. You're really gritty. You're fighting it out. Does this feel like one of those Blackhawks games from early 20-whatever oh, teens yeah, where, where they just turn just it like, on? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think we'll win now. We've been at like a six, and we'll turn it to an eight now to take care of you. Uh, Saad, though, opens the scoring once again in the third period at 6.48. Brown had the puck along the boards. He passed it to Barbashev to the center of the Florida zone, who one-timed it, and then Saad tipped the shot past Knight. It was very nice. Uh, what was not very nice is shortly after that when Carter Verhage ran over Huso on a scoring chance, and while they're both down, Huso gave Verhage some shots with his blocker. Get him, Billy. I like that. I don't like that he then shortly thereafter left the game. Mm. Um, snuck down the tunnel real fast, oh, yeah. like he like a ninja. <laughs> he was just he just disappeared, but he was apparently hurt. So who knows, like. He seemed pretty mobile, so maybe it's not like a super serious injury, but um, Charlie Lindgren... Charlie Lindgren? Yeah, I believe so. That's weird. Uh, Comes into the game and, uh, you know, sees out the victory eventually. Uh, Had the Huberdo... They scored the Huberdo goal, right? That wasn't on Lindgren, that was on Huso, Yeah, it was on Huso. Um, Was uh, Huberdo's ninth... Gudis hit Huberdo with a backdoor feed and a hooby dooby doo. Fuck. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. Good uh, note. And then Huso tweaks his left leg somehow late in the period. He leaves the ice soon after the Huberdo goal, replaced by Lindgren. Um, in overtime, 53 seconds in, Buchnevich with a beautiful goal. I felt this one coming. I saw him going for the wraparound. I was like, you're going to do it, aren't you, you crazy Russian bastard? And he did. It was fantastic. I would say, great win. One of a real character win, oh, yeah. if you will. Greedy. The Blues were outshot four to three, forty to thirty. Uh, everything else was pretty even, and the expected goals were once again almost three from the Panthers to less than one point five for the Blues. Oh, that was the other thing too. Like Panthers were zero for five on the power play, Blues were one for five. There were a ton of penalties in this game. I don't even think there were that many egregious ones. It just seemed like they were calling everything. Yeah, yeah which is weird because haven't they been in a penalty drought? Yeah, Maybe right. that's why. Maybe they're rectifying that. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was a great win. Buchnevich, uh, you know, he's he's become one of our most critical players. I thought he'd be good. He has been good. Mm-hmm. It's great to see. That's exciting. He's young. He's Russian. He has many well-worn he's shirts. He's hot. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what <laughs> Probably, people say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, him, Barbashev, and Tarasenko like. together. A real good line. Yeah, and none of those people want to leave the team at all. Yeah, so yeah, they're so. very happy together, yep. and they will stay that way. Yeah, we still got Clem Costin who will come back, you know, oh, sh- from uh, I've forgotten Clem Costin was even on this team, honestly. Dude, we are missing so Bennington, Falk, Perron, Perron Costin, Costin, Neil. Neil. Isn't there another person? Um, Huso. Huso. I, wanna th- I feel like there is one more, though. Jaden Schwartz isn't Jaden Schwartz still hurt. 
Uh, maybe that's it. Emotionally but, hurt. Um, is B- Bortuzzo still here, right? He's still here. Oh, Wallman. Wallman's out hurt, too. Wallman's hurt now? Yeah. Well, hasn't been, though, but he what, he is now. He was hurt hurt in, the, wow. uh, in this game, the game we just talked about. Yep. Hurting for <laughs> a, a, a little brief, time off. Time off, yes. That's right. <laughs> 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 All right, so coming home to play the Detroit Red Wings, by the way, the Blues have won five straight home games entering this game um be coming home staying home really in this case because we you know already been there but i'll count it uh charlie lindgren the the era begins start 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 out charlie lindgren season you know where they spelt with sdn yep. um everybody knows who's so on or out due to injury uh backup is john gillies who we apparently just sneakily re-signed oh, for yeah, a two, we, one we year or two way dude you you just made I mean I know he'll get sent down and he won't make this but like you just made thousands of dollars because the NHL has shitty COVID policy. <laughs> I said you want to make thousands of dollars? Then all right, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, all right, uh, Nathan Walker is called up. That probably won't factor heavily in this game at all, though. Mm. So. Um, you know, the Blues are playing down a man yet again. Walker, you know, I these, we can go through these goals one by one, but really it's a Nathan Walker show. The first one, it shouldn't have been a goal. Um, it was a nice uh, pass from Shin or to the, or well, no, this one was just a mess all over. Sorry, I'm, I'm confusing the goals. Um, it was uh, a puck battle batted away from Shin at the point. Joshua whacked at it. Walker came up with it and skated towards the slot and fired it from distance. It beat Ned five hole, but it shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one was a drop pass to Walker, who skated towards the circle. Mort Sater didn't compete with him at all, and so he took a weak shot. And maybe Nedelkovic Nedelkovic's screen, but that one. Probably also shouldn't be a goal, but it's two to nothing. The Australian, who had scored three goals in 25 NHL career games up until this point, had scored two in like half a period, um, or I guess more than half, most of a period. So pretty, pretty cool, um, you know. And it gave you a good, fun narrative to chase the rest of the game. The second period was largely uneventful, except there were two goals in it, so I lied. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Fabry scored against his old team. This was a very nice. Damn it, Robbie! This was a very nice um, ricochet play. It was a weird ricochet where uh, Raymond got the puck on from Larkin, who kind of just dumped it into the corner, but it came right back to him. And then he hit an immediate slick drop pass to Robbie Fabry, and Fabry quickly shot it past Lindgren. Later in the game, Fabry would score again late, uh, and that would also be on a beautiful stretch pass from Lucas Raymond. I'm starting to think Lucas Raymond, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Colton Pareko would score after this unassisted, unassisted Colton Pareko goal. Um, it was all Colton Pareko. <laughs> you watch him dipsy and dangle and doodle his way to that uh, tipping puck. Mikola fired the puck on net. It sneaks behind Ned Elkovich. Joshua got 
apparently just enough of it to get an assist, which Pareko's not pleased about. And then Pareko <laughs> whacked it in. I love how we're making a joke that was from a private conversation mm. with us, and we're just not going to explain no. it. So, you know, folks, that's you your fault for not being that's here. That's right. You could have been in, in studio the bone with zone. us. It's only $7,000 an episode. It's very reasonable. Mm. Uh, and that's you're paying for our house. We need he, we need to heat our house. You know, you gotta stop setting fires I in think your house. If if I was a farmer mm-hmm. and one of our farm? listeners' cats farm, came and kicked over my corn, I think oh, you boy. could understand how I would feel. You know, yeah. But <laughs> Nathan Walker, my, I, don't, I think I was like kind of following you. you thought and I was now, serious. Now it's all yeah. hitting me, and I'm like, what is it even? Talking what, about? what is this? Is this some this is shitty reference bit? to it? <laughs> this is a shitty bit. <laughs> yes, it uh, is. Uh, it is land the plane steven <laughs> land the plane oh fuck uh, <laughs> you think we've increased the viewership of i think you should leave just because people are trying to understand our podcast anymore <laughs> folks we've gone too far i'm so so sorry but for those of you who know for those of you who have used the service, you gotta give. So we we hit a very specific niche, yeah. and we fucking pound that. Oh niche. baby, we that niche is our niche. Ain't nobody. Listen, I love the boys at Let's Go Blues Radio, but they are not competition to this very specific <laughs> subset of the blues slash feline audience that we have just planted our flag in. Mm. We t- every one of our audience members has our flag tattooed <laughs> right on their <laughs> We have two kinds of listeners. Either someone that's listened to every episode uh-huh. or someone who listens to one just episode. one episode. <laughs> and then gets right on out of here. Yeah. And welcome to those of you who have done it somehow miraculously on the 200th, 237th episode. <laughs> Congratulations! I don't know what the number is. I'll calculate it after this game, but it's going to be funny. Uh, Nathan Walker, hey, ho! Um, He comes from a land down (laughs) under. We've probably already played that drop at this point. Play it again. Uh, (laughs) Um, Nathan Walker scores his third Goal of the game. Shin had a nice seeing eye pass through to Scandella, who dropped the puck to Krug, who shot. Walker tips it. The celebration is immediate. Everyone knows it's his goal, except for John Kelly, who's not very bright. Uh, (laughs) Nathan Walker is from Australia. (laughs) After that, Ivan Barbashev scores a goal off a tip off Rasmussen's ass, which was cool. And then uh, Robbie Fabry scores his second. We already broke that one down. And then Marco Scandella scores the only way Marco Scandella could by absolute chance. <laughs> a 200-foot dumper that hit the empty net somehow square in the middle of the chest. Uh, dump it. It's garbage. <laughs> um, you know, we were still outshot in this game. Heavily lost the face-off battle. Oh, Jesus. Lost the Corsi 4 battle. Uh, lost the expected goals battle. No, we won the expected goals battle. Uh, and so, you know, in spite of in spite of what we did lose, we won the game pretty handily. Six to two? Seven to two. Six, six to two. two? Six to two. Math. Quick math. Um, <laughs> and, math. you know, this team, I don't know what to think about the Blues because... Because they're not the Blues. I think you put it best. This team's in a 
win some scrappy games, right, while all these guys are out. And when everyone comes back and everyone's looking healthy, we're going to look like crap. Yep. And that's how it's going to go. Hundred percent. Every every season, it feels like you lose some integral player, and the team plays better. And then when you bring integral player back, uh, you're not as good. And then everyone goes, "Do we really need Paul Stasny? Do we really need uh, freaking Jaden Schwartz? Do we really need you know whoever?" And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think we do. Yeah, we we do. just gotta gel a little better. <laughs> I don't even know. The thing is, I don't even know when half of these freaking people are even coming back. Is Bennington back Tuesday, next week? I heard, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Cool. That's like the one I'm most interested in. Perron doesn't have COVID anymore, so it's like he's just hurt, hurt. Yeah. So I guess he skated today. So that's that's good news. I feel for him. We all feel for his uh, concussion problems. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but I'm glad he's almost back mm-hmm. because he's the man. Uh Anything else you want to say to the people? 200 episodes, Ian. What's yeah, that mean to you? I uh, mean, it's not we did our 200th like we, months yeah, ago. <laughs> we should have we really hammered Yeah, we that. really should have, but uh, we did not, so that's bad. Um, it means we have staying power, you know? Yeah, sure. We have the power, <laughs> we have the power to stay. When listen, you don't want listen, us to stay, no, we're going to stay. I was going to say, no one's on the other end of these airways. This is not an FEC situation. Yeah. Nobody's here sitting waiting to cancel our show. I mean, plenty of people are trying to we cancel We get the mail. Show. We get lots of mail. Please stop it's, hogging the internet with your audio. It's been, I will say, um, I never expected us to win a Stanley Cup. That's true. I still go. I'm so thankful we started it, even though I I don't like you particularly, and <laughs> recording is hell on earth. But um, if we go, I go back to those episodes, and I'm like, I'm just so glad I have a record of, right? of that really period cool. of time. Like that's that's cool. You listen. I listen to like some of those episodes where we just lose our mind at the one in the car after we won, where like you know it's. Two, three in the morning, and we're sitting on your street in University City, and which is not where you live anymore. Mm. So, people, you can egg his apartment. The all Jews you want kicked now. me out. <laughs> That's right. That can't. I didn't do anything. <laughs> um, Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Happy Chanukah. Everybody. I was saying, I've, I've listened before to the. I think you did one right after the game because I was busy. Of the hand pass, and it's like fifty. It's like. 40, 50 minutes of like the best audio ever mm-hmm. of literally just that's lis- just me listening to a man yeah slowly <laughs> fall I, apart i have to say i've heard a lot of nice things about that episode mm. and it's very it's uncomfortable for me because <laughs> i'm like i mean thank you but also no <laughs> don't praise me don't i want to be in the corner we'll go right to his head that's right you don't have to see me. I'm invisible. But thank you. No, I, I I do remember that one. That one was like... I did have a feeling, though. I'm like, if they somehow overcome this, all bets are off. Right. This isn't the blues anymore, so I don't know what to expect. And they did, you know? So, um, yeah. It's been... I'm, I'm glad we do it. It's fun. I enjoy it every week. I've never left an episode being like, ugh, that was like not enjoyable i, I mean gonna, we've had some heavy topics i was gonna ask you which I didn't episode have like, is was your least favorite? <laughs> i didn't the have like fun recording um the kyle beach episode for example necessarily but um 
Yeah, but I like it overall. I'm glad I'm, we've made two real friend. Well, one friend and a robot, but a robot that owns corgis. So mm. you know that that's kind of a wash right there. It is 2021. Um, that's right. We're very progressive like that. Uh, it's been crazy. So you know, thanks for those of you who have listened. Thanks for coming on this journey sure. with us. If I was professional, or you know. Stood to gain in any way from the effort mm. it would require. I'd make like a montage of our greatest hits. But if you would kindly, maybe I'll play a few minutes of calming music and you can just play a montage of it in your old nog. <laughs> you know, just think of all your favorite uh, episodes. <laughs> maybe we can, maybe we could live reenact all some the of gags. them. You know, um, I don't know. What's the thing we used to say? Uh, five minute major. <laughs> And now you say spook. <laughs> I was like, you're just talking about all of our dead bets. <laughs> no, not dead on hiatus. Oh, that's right. We're, on hiatus. We're workshop. They could them. come back at any time. We got, we've got announcements. You could see we? the I dumbest tweet of the week. Coming up. Like, Every, any time, any, who knows. Um, you tell us what you want you us to do. You tell us what to do. Exactly. We'll, we'll do anything. We're, we're, you know, we're whores for the audience. <laughs> so... Oh boy! You know, here's to two hundred more and a thousand more after that. We'll never stop. You can't get rid of us. I feel like we just did our hundredth one. I feel like we had that this does seem like not conversation. That long What's well, happening? You know, maybe time is speeding up. Time is a flat circle. We are wearing glasses now to show that time has passed. So, do you wear contacts? No. No. Yeah, you're like me, a, a perfectly sighted yeah. human, <laughs> yeah, a right. hawk person. You you don't either. No, do you? no, okay. no, because I'm not broken. I'm not like a broken yeah. person. Like you know. Yeah, this is the only physical impairment that it's okay to make fun of. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see without glass in front of your eyes. Oh, you moron! <laughs> Maybe stop reading books. <laughs> I guess reading was just too much work for you. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, we've alienated half our audience. Cats don't wear glasses. They got that's great right. vision. That's right. Uh, you know, so <laughs> that's it's it's a lot of fun, folks. <laughs> and now, before Big Eyeglass, before the Eyeglass Lobby shuts us down, we'll shut ourselves down by saying, as we always say, sayonara? That's not a knife. <laughs> what? I don't even. I don't have anything. Uh, I should have just let it stop. I still can. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>